Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for being with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue on with our examination of 2 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, just recapping what we saw in the previous episode, in the first verse it said this, but realize this. So Paul is telling Timothy something in context of what has been said earlier. We covered that in previous episodes. But realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. And of course, people always won't know, are we in the last days? Well, we're definitely closer to the last days if we're not in the last days. Uh, In one sense, we are. From the book of Hebrews, the first chapter, we know that we are in the last days. But then there's various stages, can I say? I don't know. That might be the wrong term. There's various uh, time periods within the last days. I think we're getting closer and closer uh, to the culmination of all things. Okay. But he's warning us that in the last days, difficult times will come. He is pointing toward the future. But when you get to the end of the next sentence, um, Paul gives a directive that is to take place. <coughs> excuse me. A directive that's to take place at that time. Because what he's about to launch into in the second verse, and I read that uh, this sentence in our last episode, but I want us just to spend uh, a little time with each element of it right now. As um, as he describes, he's telling Timothy about men, certain kind of men, and he tells them to avoid such men as these. So he's saying this, that in the last days, difficult times will come for men will be. And then he describes how men will be. And he tells Timothy to avoid men such as these. And so, yes, there's difficult times and days to come, but there's difficult times right now. And he's to understand that here are the traits and the characteristics of the type of men that are going to be around in these difficult times that will perhaps even be bringing forth these difficult times. So verse 2, he says, For men will be lovers of self, lovers of themselves, or lovers of their own self, as different translations say. Now, what's going to happen is as we're reading this list right here, we're all going to be going... Well, that sounds like today. And you know what? You're absolutely right. And somebody that read it 300 years ago would have said, you know, that sounds like today. And if the Lord tarries and somebody reads it 5,000 years from now, they're going to say, you know, that sounds like today. Because these characteristics are common to the unregenerated men. Men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, or as King James says, covetous, lovers of money. They'll be boastful or boasters. Or uh, One translation says that they will be proud. They're going to be proud of themselves. Um, and it's interesting because the Greek word actually means uh, uh, like a vagabond, a vagrant. And you say, well, what does that have to do with anything? A braggart. Okay? And it boils down to this. Uh, a vagabond or a vagrant doesn't have anywhere to stay. Doesn't own anything. Doesn't live anywhere. And so it's... At, uh, the idea of an empty pretender, okay, and a wandering about, a boaster who claims to be some things, but they're really none of them, okay? He will be, these men will be arrogant. <laughs> well, uh, and the idea behind that is that they're, they're proud, that they are uh, consider themselves to be above other people. So they'll be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, in the words, empty of anything really arrogant, 
revilers. What does reviler mean? It seems it means that they uh, speak evil of other people, that they're slanderous. Uh, they're actually blasphemous in relationship to God. And so they, they rail against people. And uh, obviously this is not someone who speaks well of anything. Disobedient to parents. And as I've said many times before, I always get a bit of a chuckle when I read that line right there. Because you see it here, you see it over in the first chapter of Romans also, where there's a list of uh, sins, very graphic sins, and things that we would consider to be, oh, abhorrent, really bad things, yeah. And then right in the middle of all this is this disobedient to parents. And you think, well, what is that all about? Because, you know, we consider that to be, oh, you know, just uh, trying to grow up and et cetera, et cetera. No, the Lord considers it to be a very serious thing, to be disobedient to parents. Now, this isn't just during childhood, I think, okay? You can be an adult and be disobedient to parents. Now, that doesn't mean that the relationship is the same. If you're a parent and you're in your 70s and your adult child's in your 50 and you treat them like they're six, you're the problem, <laughs> okay? You're the problem. And the things that you may be communicating to them uh, are not the kind of things that you did when they were four years old, five years old, six years old. You can't make them do something. But we are not to be disobedient to parents. We are to honor them. We're to obey them. And parents are to uh, uh, live forth and present forth the things of God where the children will want to do that. So uh, these men will be ungrateful. Boy, is that not rampant, okay? The idea of being thankless and ungracious. They are unholy literally wicked okay verse 3 says they're unloving uh the king james has an interesting little term of the phrase here it says without natural affection uh the esv says uh, heartless the lexham says hard-hearted and it literally means the idea uh without uh natural affections like the king james says without family affections uh, I'm not sure how far you can take that. I think it really is the idea of being sort of unsociable without the family love. Because the Greek word is storge, family is astorge, and from the A in front of it means not. And so it, they don't have the, the love of the family and the experience of the family, though I think there may be more there that I'm not quite sure about. Uh, irreconcilable. You know, in other words, even uh, enough is never going to be enough for these people. Okay, they're not going to be satisfied. One translation says, "Without truce." <laughs> well, that's useful. Okay, or truce breakers are unappeasable. I like that one. Okay, you just you're not going to be able to appease them. They are malicious gossips, and as I said, there's several uh, uh, list of sins like this in the scripture, and quite often you'll see that gossips there. The Greek word for this is interesting: malicious gossips, diabolos. Hmm, that sounds interesting, doesn't it? It's a, like a false accuser, a slanderer. It's actually used of Satan. You know, you'll see where Satan's called Diablo sometimes. Is that word the false accuser? He. This is how these people are acting. Uh, they are without self-control. Okay, they're literally. They think they're all powerful. They think they're almighty. But they literally are powerless and impotent when it comes to controlling themselves. 
They're brutal. They're haters of good. Okay? In other words, uh, one translation says they're hostile uh, to virtue. Verse 4 says they're treacherous. What, what does treachery con- connote idea? That means that it's like a, they're traitors, treacherous, traitor, betrayer. Yeah, you can't trust them. They're reckless. Yeah, they, they just literally run headlong into things. They're rash. They're conceited. They're, uh, they're foolish in that realm. They're lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. So uh, now we're not even finished with this right here, but I'm running out of time. So let me just sort of bring this to a point right here to where we can sort of see what the bigger picture is. Paul is telling Timothy, you know what? You need to realize something. You need to understand something. That in the last days, difficult times will come. And here's why. Men will be, and then he lists this whole list. He ends it with something we'll pick up again in the next episode. That these men hold, as verse 5, hold to a form of godliness, although they have denied his power, avoid such men as these. We would be wise to do likewise. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.